0: Thank you very much. So a very warm welcome to you this morning, um, especially if you're a visitor here this morning, we do give you a very warm welcome and hope you'll enjoy the service. Um, All these songs and anything that's really happening will be happening either around here or up on the screen. Um, If you don't know the songs, don't worry, Um, just, uh, you know, look at the words, enjoy them. Um, We have got children's facilities. So um, after a while, the children will go out. Um, if you want your children to go out, then please just follow the exodus um, of things. If you're an adult that wants to go out, sorry, you're here for the duration. Sorry, so, um, But um, we welcome you all this morning, especially those on Zoom as well. So giving a wave to those on Zoom. So those on Zoom, yes. Yeah, hey, like, <laughs> great. Um, uh, can I just invite Mark up to give us a notice, please?
1: Hello. Great to see you all. Um, I've just got two really quick notices about uh, things that are going on here over the next few weeks. Um, The first is let's do lunch in half term. So it's not this week, but next week. And we could really still do with some helpers um, on the Thursday. So we're doing it on Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday we're all sorted. Thursday we need some assistance um only a couple of people but if you'd like to volunteer that would be great um the second thing is our alternative halloween and it's called pumpkin heroes it's on monday the 31st of october surprisingly enough and it's actually replacing emerge for that evening and we could do with some some helpers there but what i really would like is for people to buy a pumpkin and give it to me now pumpkin you can get little pumpkins in asda i've noticed they're about that big and they're only a pound so if you could all see your way to getting a pumpkin and bring it down to church then that would be really helpful for to to set up for pumpkin heroes Um, and that's about it thank Thank you you. Uh,
0: thanks mark so um, last week we had a wonderful service where we were um, blessing um, a child, and there was a song, a children's song that was used, and it's been requested that we use it again today. So, if there's any children that want to come up and help, they can do. Me and Sarah are going to embarrass ourselves at the front here. Um, you can't, you know. I mean, congregations stand up as well. Come on, let's let's all be part of this. Nothing's too big.
2: si vos es
0: And you can stay standing up because we're going to continue and sing now, if you've got any breath back anyway. (sighs) We're all warm (laughs) now.
3: To God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son, who yielded his life a atonement for sin, and opened the light. Just the sun, give him the glory, great things he has done. Oh yeah. Oh perfect redemption, the purchase of blood to everybody. of God, the vilest offender who truly To the father through jesus the son give him the glory come to the father through jesus the son come to the father through jesus the son give him the glory great things he has done Praise Him, you heavens and all that's above, Praise Him, you angels and heavenly hosts, Let the whole earth praise Him, Praise Him, the sun, moon, and bright shining stars, Praise Him, you heavens and waters, bright shining stars. Praise Him, you heavens and waters and skies. Let the Over all the earth. bless the Lord. Oh, spread your wings of mercy over me and guard my heart with true humility no shadow of the darkness pressing in only the holy overshadowing underneath your wings overshadowing no refuge will i seek but god alone no hiding place save only at your throne only the cross the blood to wash my sin only the holy overshadowing underneath your wings overshadowing are my shield and my glory, you are the lifter of my head, and though the storms may rage around me, I'll be safe within, beneath the holy overshadowing. no burden on my back too hard to bear only the easy load you bid me wear until these troubles pass my heart will sing praise for the holy Overshadow. Yeah. The Holy Overshadow, you are my sheep. overshadowing underneath your wings overshadowing overshadowing underneath your wings overshadowing overshadowing let's just bring our praise before our god my shield and my glory, you are the lifter of my head, and though the storms may rage around me, I'll be safe within beneath the holy overshadow. Bring your
0: praises.
4: What
1: an amazing God you are, Lord! We've just been singing your praises, Lord, as the the earth sings your praises, the heavens sing your praises, the angels sing your praises, and we can too, Lord, because you desire that relationship with each one of us, Lord. We are under your overshadowing, Lord. Oh, we just thank you for your love, that love that shows itself in Jesus coming down to dwell amongst mankind, rose again, but sent your Holy Spirit, Lord. And we just thank you for the privilege of being children of the living God, that we have a relationship with you, not because of anything goodness in us, but because of your goodness, because of your mercy, because of your love, Lord. We just come in delight to be able to meet together in your name, to declare you're our Lord, you're our God, you're our Savior, and we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord.
5: heavenly father we just can't imagine what you went through to enable us to have this privileged relationship with you where we can come directly to our heavenly father and we can speak to you and we can hear from you lord and we just thank you for that position that we have in christ that you made possible for us and it brings joy to our hearts it wells up in us as we think of what that means the significance of a relationship with almighty god Oh, Father, we just want to praise you and bring joy to your heart as we worship through songs, scriptural songs, through the uh, meditation in the quiet moments and through the word that is spoken out in this place today. Lord, just we want it all to be worship to you. But, Father, we we want that, Heavenly Father, please, that this is surrounded with your love and protected. really pray for protection Lord over our worship here this morning that Father we will have a response to the worship that we bring to you today because you do want to speak to us and we want to hear from you Lord so please speak in the quietness of the moments and through the power of your Holy Spirit Father just speak into our hearts but protect our minds from interference lack of concentration or diversion in any way give us that focus on you our holy god oh bless you lord we thank you so much in jesus name amen amen Amen. Also seek your own pleasures. This fasting will not make your voice heard on high. Do you think such a fast is one that I would choose? A day that the man humbles himself is more acceptable to the Lord. Remember, your righteousness should go before you. Then you may receive your reward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
3: Bend all because we do not
4: carry everything to God in prayer.
0: Yes, Lord, we have the privilege of coming to you this morning in prayer, in praise, in thanksgiving to say that. You are just so amazing. And Lord, we thank you for the pair of prayer. Mm. We thank you that you've ordained praise from us. But Lord, you also want to take us into the quiet times where we sit with you in prayer and we listen for you. And so Lord, as we continue on with our service, Lord, be in the, the busyness of the service, be in the quietness of the service, be in every part of this service, Lord, as we come... ...around communion, as we hear about Samaritan's Purse, through all the different things that we do this morning, through the children's work. Lord, we just ask that you would speak to us, and that we would hear from you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Just in a moment, Pauline's going to come up, and um, are you going to come up before the video or after the video? After the video, video. all right, so we'll have the video in a moment. However, just before the video starts, while he's getting it all ready, it's somebody's birthday today. Woohoo! So it's Katie's birthday this morning and we know that she blesses us with so many good cakes. So can we can we just sing happy birthday to Katie? Happy birthday to you. <laughs> right, anyway, so we now have a, a video from uh, Samaritan's Purse um, about the Christmas shoebox appeals. So, I'll let that play and then Pauline's just gonna come up and tell us a little bit more about it. Thank you.
4: Three, two, one.
2: And when those lids come off those boxes, you've never seen
6: such pure joy.
2: So many smiles, the children just become wild and crazy. It's indescribable.
6: To watch that child open that box for the very first time and see the look on their faces. It's amazing that God used a simple shoebox to bring that much joy. This
2: is amazing as you can see the children's faces. They're excited as they open up the gifts for the first time. What makes the gifts more than just gifts? It's the message that comes with the gift. This is the opportunity for a child to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ.
7: That is the best gift of all, is becoming part of God's family.
2: Thank you, we are very happy. God bless you.
7: These people back behind us, they're giving their time. Families have given boxes, the enthusiasm, the excitement. It's off the charts. We're just so thankful for these volunteers. We couldn't do it without them.
2: They are the heart of the ministry. And because of them, many children, like even me, accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior.
1: What children need more than anything is love, hope, and faith in God. Every shoebox gift is an opportunity to share your faith.
2: We thank you for this ministry that is yours. You use a shoebox gift to go around the world to share the gospel of Jesus Christ
7: It starts with a simple shoebox gift and from there these gifts go around the world and are given to each child It could be in a pickup truck It could be the top of a bus the roof of a taxi camels and donkeys canoes going up the river Whatever it takes to get these gifts into the hands of children, and that's only the beginning
2: after children receive the books, they get to go through a 12 lesson discipleship course. And these children, they're committing their lives to Christ. And they get to share their faith with other children.
6: After a child completes the greatest journey, they graduate and receive a certificate and a Bible in their own language.
2: My name is Romina Alejandra. I really like to draw and cook. One day, I was drawing, and I wanted some felt tip pens, and I asked my mother if she could buy them for me. She said no because she didn't have the money. Today, we received gift boxes. When I opened the box and saw the markers, I was very excited. I learned about God through the box. Today I pray that Jesus will come into my heart. I am very grateful to everyone, to God and to you all for bringing me this box.
8: This shoe box provides an opportunity to put a smile on a child's face, for them to get to know Jesus Christ. They can then be disciple makers in the world.
7: They're trained and equipped to go out and share their faith with others. And many times in areas where it's an unreached people group, the Bible tells us the
1: time is now.
4: We have seen churches being planted. We have seen people
1: being transformed.
6: The mission of Operation Christmas Child never changes. Children are coming to Jesus. And children are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth.
7: This is incredible. Millions of children around the world are being impacted by these simple shoebox gifts. One box can touch not just the child, but the whole family. So we need to keep packing those boxes and pray for the children that God will use this in a very special way. So thank you for being a part of it. God bless you. Well, I do hope
6: you've been inspired by that film. I've Just got a feeling in my heart every time I watch one of these films and I can I just say the shoe boxes are given to children unconditionally there's no obligation on them to do to do the Bible course the greatest journey, but many children do. And families are being changed for eternity now this year, the church has purchased a 100 of the flat pack go boxes which we hope members and friends of heathervale will fill and these are available they're on reception so if you'd like to fill a box do take one or more. And next week there will be a table in reception with with some fillers that we have available, particularly hats and some really nice pens in boxes, so that you don't you won't need to buy those to put in your box and we'd also welcome gifts of any of the. Items listed in this leaflet in the middle there's a list of what we put in boxes, so if you're not able to fill a box if you'd like to buy something or to make a donation for us to buy them on your behalf. I went into Tesco's yesterday and I was looking for toy cars we're always short of boys things and I found they're having a toy sale and I found a big thing with 18 cars in. And instead of being 20 pound, it was 10 pound. So I stuck a couple of those in my trolley. And we'll sort of share them out between some of the boys, which is brilliant. And next week, we'll also have some ready filled boxes available. And what we're hoping is that if you're not able to fill a box, you'll take one or more of the filled boxes and personalize them, put a Christmas card in if possible, a photograph. We, we hear stories, it means so much to a child, when they open their box, and there's a card and a photograph on top. And they say, this person thought about me, this person loves me, and did this for me. Um, doesn't have to be a recent photograph if you're embarrassed by your current photographs. A photograph of your, one of your children or one of your grandchildren w- would be really nice. And we'd ask you if you could sponsor the box for £5. Uh, I mean, you know what it's like now when you fill your car up these days. So you can imagine the cost of transporting these boxes, not just from the, from the processing center. I mean, Noel and Nigel will be driving a van round the KT area. That costs money to hire and to fill with petrol in order to get our boxes down to Tunbridge and then from Tunbridge to wherever in Eastern Europe they're going to. There's immense cost involved. So this is why we're asked to donate five pound for each box. And it just means so much to these kids, as you saw. So many of them will never have had a, a gift before in their lives. And we'll probably never get another gift, not not while they're children. And just this small act that we can do, it's just life changing. And don't forget to pray for the child who will receive your box. This is an ongoing thing. It's not just, oh, fill a box and drop it off. We need to pray for the children who receive them. And a lot of our boxes this year will be going to Ukraine. And the surrounding countries where children and their families have fled to so that's to me that's an extra encouragement so thank you all in advance for your advance for your involvement in this project thank you
0: martin thank you steve
8: um for those on zoom please have your bread and your juice ready as we uh, share this meal together this is a a meal of celebration and joy and thanksgiving and uh, you don't have to be a member of this church to take part in this meal you just have to know and love and trust and follow Jesus Christ if you're not entirely sure whether you're in that place uh, as yet please don't be embarrassed to allow the bread and wine to pass you by but please do pray and reflect and think about what these symbols represent the bread represents Jesus who said, I am the bread of life. Whoever feeds on me will never be hungry. And remember that the the wine, the juice, represents the blood of Jesus, which was shed on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. So reflect on these symbols. And uh, Noel is going to lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving. Thanks, Noel.
4: Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your great love for us. We thank you for sending Jesus, your son, to die on the cross for each one of us, Lord. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you who did who never did anything wrong took upon yourself all the punishments for our sins when you set your eyes on Jerusalem, on the way to the cross, you did it willingly, Lord, and you died in our place. Other words can't express our gratitude and thanks. We who deserve death has been given the gift of eternal life at the cost of your precious blood. Lord Jesus, we stand in awe and wonder of you Mm. for all that you have done for us. So Father, this simple, everyday element of bread and wine before us reminds us of your body,
8: Mm.
4: which was broken, and your blood which was shed for us on the cross. As we share this bread and wine, Lord, we proclaim your perfect sacrifice, made once for all the forgiveness of our sins your resurrection from the dead and your ascension into heaven and lord jesus as we await your return in glory we give you thanks and praise for accepting us in your family thank you for the covenant fellowship that we have with you and with one another lord We worship you. Amen. Amen.
8: John uh, records, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and i in him just as the living father sent me and i live because of the father so the one who feeds on me will live because of me this is the bread that came down from heaven your far forefathers ate manna and died but he who feeds on this bread will live forever and so we ask lord that as we feed on this living bread as we break it and sharing We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would feed us and fill us afresh as we feed on Jesus, the bread of life. In his name we pray. Amen. So we eat the bread as we receive it. Lord, we continue to pray and intercede for Heather. Lord, we thank you for answers to prayer. But Lord, we're seeking more. Lord, we're seeking more healing, more deliverance. Lord, set her free by the power of your Spirit. Lord, we want to see her walking freely. Lord, we long to see her set free in every way. Jesus, you are the truth and uh, you set people free. And we just cry out to you again, Jesus, do a miracle in in Heather, set her free, bring healing and wholeness to her mind, soul, body and spirit. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you,
3: Jesus. Amen.
1: Lord,
8: as we come around your word now, we ask you to feed us with your living word. Lord, may may your word go forth with power and accomplish that for which you've purposed it today in our hearts. Lord, help us not to come complacently or carelessly, but Lord, help us to be hungry and thirsty for your word, for your truth today. And not just to be hearers, but doers of your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve.
0: Cheers. So this morning's reading. And when you fast, not if, when, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And Lord, now as we come to hear what you want to say to us, Lord, in our hearts, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
8: Thank you, Steve, for leading us so well in worship and you know being so sensitive to the spirit, we really appreciate it. Yeah, you and the, the team. It's great um, as Jesus, as Steve emphasized it, it, notice Jesus says, "When you fast, not if you fast or if you choose to fast um, he says, "When you fast and he says it twice in verses 16 and seventeen and he goes on to say that there are rewards from fasting. Um, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Um, Fasting and prayer are linked in the Bible. Um, See this in the New Testament. For example, in uh, Acts chapter 13, in the church in Antioch, we see and we read in verses 1 to 3 that they were worshipping the Lord and fasting. They were singing, they were praying, and they were fasting. And as they fasted and prayed, the Lord said, set apart for me barnabas and paul for the work i've given them to do in other words there was a prophetic word given to that church in the context of prayer and fasting and so the first thing i'd want to say is that prayer and fasting are often linked to an increase in manifestations of the holy spirit in spiritual gifts so if you want greater fullness in the spirit Great, if you want to move more powerfully in spiritual gifts, fasting and prayer is a great way to go deeper. Can I just throw that out there for you to think about? Are you hungry and thirsty this morning for more of the Spirit? Do you want to go deeper with God? Do you want to manifest more of the gifts of the Spirit? Paul said, didn't he, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts earnestly desire especially the gift of prophecy back to that in a moment fasting with prayer is helpful for hearing god's voice for receiving guidance and for moving more powerfully in the fullness of the holy spirit that's what scripture says it's there in the book of acts it's there in the old testament i'm going to give you six reasons biblically why fasting is good. Number one, I'm not putting these on the screen. I want you to listen. All right. Number one, fasting increases our sense of humility and dependence on the Lord. Our hunger and physical weaknesses remind us that we are not strong in the Lord, but we need him. Number two, Fasting allows us to give more attention to prayer because we're not spending time preparing food and eating it. Number three, the sacrifice of fasting from food is a reminder that just as we sacrifice personal comfort in not eating, so our whole lives are a sacrifice to God. Number four, fasting is a good exercise in self-discipline as we refrain from eating food, so this strengthens the muscle of self-control in us over sin. Fasting can help us break free of sinful habits, patterns, and addictions. That's really important. Number four, sorry, number five, I've done number four. Number five, Fasting with prayer heightens our spiritual awakeness to God as we focus less on the material things of the world and we focus on seeking more of the fullness of God. Prayer with fasting is often accompanied with a greater sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit and breakthroughs in prayer and a greater anointing of power. Fact number six, Fasting is a way of expressing our hunger and urgency to God's to see God's power break through in the lives of others and ourselves. Have you got anybody that you're hungry and thirsty to see God deliver and break through in? Yeah? Maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit is stirring you to prayer and fasting today. Maybe you want to see greater breakthrough, deliverance, healing in that person. Maybe the Holy Spirit is stirring you up to think about prayer and fasting, to explore it. Now, please don't hear me wrong. Food and drink are a gift from God. Um, You know, I could get very legalistic if, if I was preaching this wrongly and it could almost sound as though, well, eating and drinking are just something we have to do to keep ourselves alive. That just isn't what the Bible says at all, is it? Jesus prayed, taught us to pray, give us today our daily bread. It's a good thing to ask for daily bread. Food is good, um, says he who loves food. Uh, Jesus spent a lot of time eating and drinking with all kinds of people because the meal table in his culture was a place of outreach, of evangelism, of welcome, of joy, of hospitality, of fun, of friendship, of laughter. Who doesn't love a good meal with friends, right? Yeah. Around the table is the place to laugh, to share stories of life, to tell jokes, to have fun. It's just what God would want us to do, isn't it? Yeah. To laugh, to enjoy life, to enjoy good food. Um, I love good food. <laughs> That's why in Alpha, we... Center the alpha course on the meal table because we're saying to people we love you we welcome you God loves you and we love to share food with you and hang out with you and listen to your stories because God's a God of joy and laughter and we want you to be part of that right. So has, that's how Jesus did most of his mission is around the food around the meal table didn't he. Uh, I think someone's recorded that Jesus spent more time um, sharing faith and teaching around the meal table than anywhere else in Luke's gospel. Um, There are other benefits to preparing food too. I think one of the things about lockdown is we, um, uh, quite a few of us got to enjoy baking again. Um, Do you know what I mean? Got to enjoy making and preparing and baking food. Um, An article on the BBC website, Um, I found this yesterday and it's, there's research that shows that cooking and baking reduce stress, they help to manage our emotions and we increase social connection as we cook together and just, just chop onions together in the kitchen, whatever. (laughs) It's a social thing, isn't it? No wonder there's so many TV cooking programs these days. I love them, honestly, I watch them all day. Because there's something about food and hospitality and sharing food that's relaxing. Because it's about socialising, isn't it? It's about God's gift of goodness in food. It's one of the many gifts that God gives to us. So with that caveat aside, good as eating and preparing food are, they can never replace an even more important appetite and hunger and thirst that every single one of us as human beings has. The Bible deliberately links our appetite for food and drink with our appetite for God. Listen to Jesus in John six thirty five. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty we have a more fundamental need than food and drink. Now you say, how? Because food and drink, if we don't eat or drink, we're gonna die, right? Yes. But the even more fundamental reality is, Jesus is even more important to our eternal destiny. If we don't feed on Jesus and believe in him and trust in him, we will not enjoy eternal life. Our eternal destiny is at stake and our um, fullness and enjoyment and meaning and purpose in this life is at stake. How many people do you know who have everything on the surface and yet are still lacking meaning and purpose in life? You know, chasing after the latest kitchen, multiple holidays, and yet there's still this hunger and thirst for more in their lives. You can fill it with distraction, with material goods, but there's still a fundamental need to feed on God in every human being. Because you know what? We were created for God. We will always have an ache, a hunger, a thirst in our soul if we don't know God. Because that's how we were made, to love him, to know him, to enjoy him, to delight in him. Tell your friends it's good news. Jesus is the bread of life. He's the water of life that will never run out. Jesus is the only one who satisfies our souls with the richest of fare, says Isaiah. So what do we do? What are we doing when we're fasting from food? We're saying to God, I hunger for you more than I do food at this moment in time. Because fasting is... Fasting from food, essentially, according to scripture. I'll come to caveats a little bit later. We're saying, Lord, I hunger more for you right now than I do for physical food. That's what it's saying. We fast on food to feast on God, says John Mark Comer in his book. Really helpful. We fast from food to feast on God and his Holy Spirit. We're saying food doesn't control me, food is not my ultimate desire, it's not my ultimate appetite, God is. Now, here's the caveats. Some of you are not able to fast. If you're uh, breastfeeding or pregnant, it's not a good idea to fast. Some diabetics, it's not a good idea to fast. Some, uh, I'm treading on holy ground here, sensitivities, I appreciate that. Some of you have family members or friends who don't have a healthy relationship with food. It's not a good idea for some people, while they're struggling with an unhealthy relationship with food, to fast. All right, let me say that up front. There is no guilt or condemnation here. Jesus didn't command his disciples to fast. He just assumed that they would fast. He didn't say, I command you to fast. He said, when you fast. In other words, he assumed and invited them to fast. So if you're not able to fast for psychological or physical reasons, you are not under guilt or condemnation right? There is now no condemnation for us who are to Christ Jesus, right? This is not a legalistic you must do this. This is Jesus inviting you to go into him more deeply, to drink of his well more deeply by fasting. He's inviting you, he's asking you, will you trust me in this? Will you try this? Will you explore this? So uh, three points. First, how not to do it. Second, how to do it. Third, the rewards. Does that sound all right? So how not to do it. Pharisees, uh, if nothing else, the Pharisees teach us how not to do things, right? Religious people sometimes are very religious and they impose on rules on people that God doesn't impose. And the Pharisees were like that, weren't they? They went around displaying how righteous they were. They were they were play actors, hypocrites. Um, here's verse 16. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. So the Pharisees would not fix their hair. Um, back in the day, they used to put oil in, on their head, um, Sometimes these days we use products, don't we? Sprays and gels and whatever. Well, they they wouldn't do that. They'd let their hair flop forward, no makeup. They wouldn't wash. They'd walk around with a somber expression on their face, hoping that someone would say, oh, Mr. Pharisee, what's wrong with you today? Are you fasting? Oh, yes, I am. And they'd say, oh, Mr. Pharisee, you are so holy and religious and righteous. Oh, what an example to all of us. And Jesus says, that's all the reward they're getting. That's it, right? You want to go displaying your religiosity, your your pride, you might get a, a few mumbled thanks from people, but that's all you're getting. Jesus says, no, wash your face, put hair product in, look good, nobody will know you're fasting. That's how it should be. It's between you and the Lord, right? Second, how to do it, verses 17 and 18. When you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so it will not be obvious to men that you're fasting, only to your Father who is unseen. We're not doing it for the praise or recognition of others. We're doing it because we hunger for more of God. I don't care if anybody knows whether I'm fasting or not. I want God, right? I hunger for him, doesn't matter. If somebody finds out if I'm fasting or not, I'm not going to tell people. But if somebody happened to find out, then it doesn't matter because I'm not doing it for people to find out and to praise me. I'm doing it because I want more of God. Right. Okay, good. What about public fasting then? If we. uh, The church often in the book of Acts called for the whole church to fast. Right. That's what they did. Um, Luke records it. So Luke must have known. That the church were fasting because he wrote it down for us right okay here's one example acts 14 23 paul and barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the lord in whom they had put their trust in other words they didn't seek to keep it secret as a church they were fasting everybody knew so it's not that public fasting is bad and, pub- and private fasting is good it's our attitude Listen to Jesus in uh, Matthew 6, verse 1. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. In other words, it's the heart, it's the motivation, it's the attitude behind it. It doesn't matter if we call a corporate fast in church or invite you to fast. Whether people know you individually are fasting or not doesn't matter, right? It's your heart. So if if I was to say, well, because Tony's fasting, I'm gonna fast, because Tony's a respected member of the church, and quite frankly, Tony's more mature than I am, further on in the faith. You know, Tony's fasting, I'm gonna fast. That's not honoring to God. That's that's legalism, that's guilt, isn't it? We have to be guided, directed, prompted by the Holy Spirit, so that if I choose to fast, The Holy Spirit has stirred up a hunger and a thirst for more of God so that I want to fast, right? Do you see? It's not a command or legalism. We're looking for the Holy Spirit to speak to our soul and say, I want you to fast, will you obey me? So I can stand here and say it's a good idea to fast, but quite frankly, unless the Holy Spirit brings that conviction in your soul, you shouldn't fast okay i'm not saying don't listen to me (laughs) i'm just saying listen to the spirit all right will you do that good um let me share uh nikki gumbel uh recently retired vicar of htb in london um i'm going to quote from nikki gumbel because i think this is really helpful quote in practice he writes it is wise to learn to walk with fasting before we run it's sensible to start with short fasts, perhaps missing a meal or two. Later on, we might progress to a three-day fast. Some have found it helpful to fast up to a week or longer. Personally, I think such occasions are rare. It is hard to carry out a job when fasting for a long period. There's a danger of simply becoming irritable and failing to function in the way we should." End quote. Anybody else get hangry? <laughs> yeah, I get hangry. Uh, There are limits to my fasting ability, okay? Some people can fast for longer. I tend to find shorter periods more appropriate for me personally because I'm impossible to live with. You know, most of the time, but especially if I'm hungry. Thank you. Bless you. So we're not into legalism here. We're not into you shall, must fast for this period of time. It's between you and the Lord. But if you want some guidance, have a look through the references in scripture. There are one day fasts there on the day of atonement. There are three day fasts that Paul did for seeking guidance. Um, You'd be brave to follow Jesus in a 40 day fast, (laughs) quite frankly, but he he did drink water. Um, You'd have to be called to that, wouldn't you? Big time. Um, I haven't been called to a 40 day fast yet. (laughs) some of us need to be some of us need to be creative in our fasting if we're not medically psychologically able to fast what can you fast from that you've got an appetite for right so if I was um undergoing surgery and I couldn't fast and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me I should fast what do I fast from well you know I'm going to say books I buy books constantly I love reading books. I hunger after books. I get a thrill and excitement when the brown Amazon package comes through the letterbox. <laughs> My heart skips and goes, yippee. <laughs> what, is, what could God be calling you to fast from? What spirit, what appetites do you have for other things? Social media. Some of you are forever looking at Facebook and Instagram. Maybe God is calling you to fast from Instagram if you're unable to fast from food. What about games on your computer or, or laptop or um, iPad? can fast from games, from gaming. Some of you are addicted to gaming. You fill all your free time with games and social media, fast from it. Fast from your mobile phone, switch it off. I dare you. <laughs> So there are lots of creative ways. If you cannot fast from food, you can fast from other appetites. Are you hearing me? And if you fast, God will fill you with more of his power, his authority, his joy. You will hear from the Holy Spirit. You will be more sensitive to God's leading and guidance in your life. You will hunger for more of God. You will get free you'll start to get free from patterns and habits and addictions because they become less attractive to you as you fast. Because do you know what you're doing? You're in the gym building up your muscle of self-control as you fast. As you go without food, you're saying, Lord, I don't, you know, I'm refraining from food. I don't need to give in to all of my appetites all of the time. And do you know what, one of our appetites is sin and we can get free from sin as we exercise self-control over food and other appetites. self-discipline comes. Uh, So we should only fast if the Holy Spirit is stirring us up in this, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would stir up people to fast this morning. But I'll say this, at a recent um, leadership conference that me and Mark were on in the summer. The leaders who are seeing conversion growth in their churches, not talking about transfer growth, I'm talking about people who are seeing a lot of people come to know Jesus and being baptized. Do you know what those church leaders are doing? They're regularly fasting one day a week. All of them. And it wasn't a legalistic thing, do this and you'll get this. It's just a it's just that hungry for God. We must be careful here, though. It? It's, not a, it's not a slot machine where you put in the coin of fasting and God has to pay out with blessing and growth, right? It doesn't work like that. But as we hunger for God, as we say, Lord, I want more of you, do you know what? God answers that prayer. <laughs> He fills us with joy and he he brings our heart's desires into being. Um, We are going to invite you as church leaders because we're not telling you to do this. That would be legalism and that would be abusive. But we're inviting you to fast next year during the 40 days of Lent. Um, We're suggesting that you fast on one day a week through through the 40 days of Lent. Whether that means for you missing one meal or two meals or fasting for 24 hours, we're gonna leave that to your imagination and guidance and discernment. But we believe God would have us see breakthrough in this church in terms of growth, in terms of seeing more children, more families, more young people in this church. And I believe God has much more for us in terms of spiritual gifts too as a church. God wants us to move deeper into prophecy And into spiritual gifts but we've got to show that we love him that we hunger for him that we're thirsty for him and we we can do that through prayer and fasting we're saying lord i fast from food to feast more on you are you hungry and thirsty to see more breakthrough in who you're praying for fasting and prayer is the answer the rewards of fasting personally I find an increased awareness of God's presence as I fast. I see prayers answered in fasting. And sin comes to the surface. There isn't, apart from the hunger pangs and the hangry reality that comes to me, there is something else that happens. And I become more aware of sinful habits in my life as I fast. I become more aware of the spiritual battle in my mind and my heart, right? But something else happens as well. I become less Attracted to sin, because I'm exercising and flexing the muscle of self-control. Do you see? The two are related. Um, Let me share a bit of biography about Jonathan Edwards, the 18th century revivalist in the US. This is a biography by Stuart Robinson. Uh, I quote, over and over again, he was heard praying, give me New England, give me New England. When he finally rose from his knees and made his way into the pulpit, the people gazed at him as if they could almost see the face of God. When he began to speak, immediately conviction fell upon the audience. He was extraordinarily empowered by the Spirit, and it showed in the visible results of his evangelistic ministry. Jonathan Edwards' ministry led to the great awakening of the 1700s in the States. A man who practiced prayer and fasting. A man of conviction and authority and power from the pulpit because he hungered and thirsted for God in prayer and fasting. Most of you you are not called to preach or to be an evangelist at the level of Jonathan Edwards. But all of us are called to seek God more, aren't we? To love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. Doesn't Paul pray in Ephesians 3 that we would know more of God's love, the height, the width, the depth of this love, that we would be filled with the fullness of God? Doesn't he pray that? Aren't we on a journey to know more of God? I wonder, is the Holy Spirit calling you, convicting you, stirring you today to consider and explore fasting to see breakthrough in your life and then the lives of others in prayer that you might have a greater fullness and experience and joy of the lord you know the lord has a feast for us if we'll fast on him the reward of prayer and fasting is a feast of god's presence power breakthrough answers to prayer don't we want that Amen. A really good book to explore is pete Greg's how to pray if you want to know more about prayer and fasting and on the pete Greg prayer course there is actually one of the tool shed. um, tools is how to fast that's on the additional supplementary information on the prayer course so get your small group leader to print off. That how to fast and give you it as a sheet, so that you can read about it more. And read how to how to pray by Pete Gregg Pete Gregg. I'll be told off by Sally. Pete Gregg. <laughs> read it, digest it, do it. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would put in us a greater hunger and thirst to feast on you. And Lord, if you're stirring us up to pray and fast. Lord, would you guide us and lead us on a journey into this? Lord, we're not into legalism. We're not doing it because other people are doing it or out of guilt. Lord, we want to do this because we want more of you in our lives. We hunger and thirst, Lord, for more of your fullness, more of the Spirit, more breakthrough. And because we love you, Lord, and we want more of you, more of your love in our lives. So, Lord, stir us up. Just gonna ask, the, I feel the Lord just saying, you need to ask them to stand. <laughs> so would you stand? And uh, maybe, maybe you just wanna signal your uh, desire to obey God in this, to seek him further on this, to read about it, to ask other Christians about it. Maybe you're, maybe you're one of those who's, you're, maybe some of you are battling addictive behavior whether that's, I don't know, maybe there's uh, some pornography issues. Pornography comes into my mind. Maybe, maybe you've got um, sinful patterns and addictions in your life that you're trying to break free from. Well, maybe the Lord is saying it's prayer and fasting today to build up your muscle of self-control. Why don't you open up your hands, your arms to God and say, Lord, I'm hungry and thirsty. I've come, I'm coming Empty, empty-handed. I need more of you, Lord. I want to break free of sinful patterns, habits. Maybe some of you are hungry and thirsty for more of the Spirit this morning. Maybe some of you want to go deeper in spiritual gifts. Why don't you just put out your hands and just say, Lord, more of you. Why don't you say to the Lord, I'm willing to step out into fasting, prayer and fasting. Whatever you would ha- whatever you have for me, Lord, I'm open, I'm willing to take this journey with you. Just do some business with the Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Fill us afresh. Give us faith to obey. Come, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Move in power among us. Give us a hunger and thirst for more of you, Holy Spirit. Let's just wait on the Spirit. Let's just wait. Lord is here. He wants to do things today. He wants to break sinful habits, addictions, patterns in our lives. Shut up. Come, Holy Spirit, move in power. We're hungry and thirsty for more of you, Lord. Come. Come. Thank you, Lord. the Lord's calling uh, some of you specifically to respond in physical ways. Um, Because physical response is quite important. We respond with our bodies in fasting. Sometimes the Lord wants us to physically do something. So I'm gonna boldly just say, if the Lord is really speaking to you and calling you to get free this morning, I'm going to invite you as we sing this song to just come down the front here and to get some prayer, this prayer team here, and we'll continue to pray after the service has ended. But some of you specifically believe the Lord wants you to, get, to be set free from some of the patterns, the habits, the addictions that you're wrestling with. So I'd, I'd invite you to come and get prayer. Um, there's, yeah, There's seats at the front here where you can come. Some of you just want to be filled with the Spirit. Just invite you to come. Get out of your seats and come forward. This is a safe place. (laughs) We're family. But the Lord, it's it's not about, well, I'm not sure I can do that because these people know me. It's not about you and other people. It's about you and the Lord. It's the Lord who's calling you. Let's not be afraid of what other people think. Let's not be held back by that let's just let's just love the lord more than we fear people's opinions or our perceptions of others just come so let's sing and just come as we're singing come and respond can the prayer team be ready to come and uh, minister
3: are nothing less than Jesus. right
8: Spirit, there are a number of people who have not yet responded. I sense it in my spirit. I feel you speaking that in. And so, Lord, I pray that you give them the courage to respond now as we finish this service. But, Lord, I pray that you would fill us all with your Holy Spirit and take us on a journey, Lord, into prayer and fasting. Take us on a journey, Lord, where we seek more of you, where we hunger and thirst for more of you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so come. God is speaking to you. Come and receive uh, prayer down at the front here. And uh, uh, just love to pray with you for more of God in your life. Thank you, Lord.